Welcome to Moving Upstream Without a Paddle, the podcast that helps develop a mindset for success. I'm your host, Dr. Garrett Goggins, but most people call me Dr. G. Now, I've dedicated my life to helping others understand that if you have the proper mindset, you can propel yourself up that proverbial stream with no paddle needed. Now, if you're constantly feeling like you're going against the flow, but you're never happy with your results, it's really time to flip your mindset. If that's something that you're ready to do, you've come to the right place. Now let's get to it. There we go. There we go. Okay. All right. So welcome, everybody. Um, I have another special guest, and I'm really excited to have her on here. I have been following Coach Lori for a while. We were just talking beforehand, and we haven't, I, it hasn't been, you know, we, we were introduced very recently through a mutual friend, I think Patrick. Mm-hmm. And, um, and through what we were doing with him, I just really started following your posts, and I really love your mindset when it comes to um, the health and wellness aspect. So Coach Lori is with One Life Coaching and Wellness. And Lori, like we said beforehand, I'm really just going to give you the mic and you just talk about, to start off with, you know, what's going on, maybe a little bit of your story, whatever you feel inspired to just to, to kick out there, kick out there, and then we'll just go from there. Sure. Well, um, I like to share a little bit about my story, just kind of overcoming some things and kind of, you know, where I got to where I am. But um, about six years ago, we we were living in Pueblo, my husband and I and our kids, and he got a job offer in Panama City, Florida. And um, so we were, you know, we never moved, never did anything, but we decided to jump and take a leap and go. And um, it was a great experience for, you know, while we were there, Uh, just towards the end, uh, we did get our house got struck by lightning there was a horrible horrible uh storm that it hit and when lightning hits florida it's very very scary i don't know if anybody's been in florida but it's very scary yeah it's the scariest thing i've ever been a part of um and so it actually hit our house um while the kids and i were in it it actually hit my daughter's room um thank goodness she was in the kitchen with me not in her room um but my son was in his room which is literally just you know that a wall space away. So um, that had happened and our house had kind of uh, had burned completely. We lost almost everything. And then um, we got an apartment. Uh, we were ready, we were trying to rebuild our house and then Hurricane Michael hit. And that not only wiped out like our entire town, but it also wiped out my business. I had a business for about three years um, called Faithfully Fit. And I had like 12, you know, 12 to 15 trainers that were under me and it was a great experience. Um, and then all of that was just lost literally overnight. Um, so then, yeah, we decided to come back here and I was a little lost for a little while, I'm not gonna lie. Um, the first year that I came back here, I was trying to figure out what the heck I need to do and how I need to do it. And, um, you know, after a year of kind of, <laughs> you know, I, I was still doing stuff, but not not the entrepreneurial stuff that I know that I love to do. Right. Um, but yeah, so then I just decided that I was gonna start my own business again and, you know, get out of the little rut that I was in. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, that's that's pretty cool though so so again you know this whole the whole podcast and everything i do is really based on mindset so there's two things that are going on here one we're gonna we're gonna get into the health and wellness aspect and the mindset of that but um there's a cool thing that a lot of people when tragedy 
hits like that, they tend to just not. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. That was good. Um, I don't know if I can if I have the emotion, the emotional strength or whatever to restart a business from scratch. So um, can you tell me about that? So when you came back to, to Colorado, where was your mindset after going through that? Was it just like? It was pretty rough. I'm not going to lie. Um, I mean, I, but I did have a mindset. My, it's kind of interesting. My husband and I took on almost different roles. If you, if I should say, like I took on the role of focusing on the future and taking care of the future. And he kind of took on the role of taking care of the past and everything that was back there and the house and, you know, getting loose ends and everything that we had to do there. But my mind, my main focus was first of all, get my kids set uh, somehow, um, get them back to a little bit of normal normalcy. That was like my biggest thing. And then also just, I mean, when you, when you have a tragedy like that, I've never really um, felt where you're literally minute by minute, like you can't even think further than a minute. I it's, it's so overwhelming to like, I don't even know what's going to happen in a minute. Um, So that was really hard, but I always knew that something good was going to come out of it. Um, I always had that kind of mindset and tried to instill that in my children, um, you know, with my husband. And I just remember, you know, thinking, okay, maybe I just need, I, and I, and I tried to keep my old business actually doing it long distance. But it, I mean, the the place that we came from Panama City, it looked like a bomb had struck. So we were all excited thinking we were going to be back in business in like a month. And it was just not happening. It was a major disaster. So I was like, okay, that's not going to happen. And so I just decided, you know, hey, I need to do something and I need to focus on the future and I need to focus on my kids. And that's kind of where I was for, you know, about that year. But I still knew that there was that you know, entrepreneurial spirit that I had, it had to come back or else I would have, it's just who I am. (laughs) Yeah. Some people are definitely geared that way. Um, Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that everybody can't be, but some I feel just have more of the, that are just more inspired to go in in that direction. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So cool. So then you came back to Colorado and you started your the um, the one life coaching and wellness. Uh, so mm-hmm. how long is, has that one been going on for you? Yeah. So when I came here, I you know decided that maybe I would work for somebody else for a little while. So I did do Orange Theory for about a year. Um, I met some amazing, amazing people with Orange Theory, um, and it was a you know great experience as far as you know being able to coach and do all of that. But yeah, like you said, I. I um, there was just something in me that knew that, you know, I'm not, I I don't necessarily want to work for somebody else. Um, And I really, you know, want to take care of people. And I knew that I've done it before. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to try to do it again. And it was literally during the pandemic. So I, you know, left my old job and then the pandemic started. And then that's when I decided to start my business. Um, And I actually started with um, my group page, the let's, um, you know, let's be healthy, uh, you know, positive and motivated. And literally I started that group 100% for the people, you know, everybody going through, going through the um, quarantine. And then also for me to survive, because I wasn't working, you know, because we were all quarant. I mean, no gyms were open, so we couldn't work. And I knew how horrible that felt. And I wanted to be there for people. And I knew that they had to be feeling horrible too. So I started that group and just did a lot of free, free workouts, free motivation, free everything. Um, and like I said, I think it did more for me than it did for anybody else. 
Um, but then out of that stemmed, okay, now, you know, I've, I really, really love what I do. And now I'm going to say, you know, try to figure out how to do things for free still, but also, you know, get paid for it too. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and you've definitely, you have quite the following really. Um, and and again, like I like, I follow you too, just because you're, you're crazy. I'm like, this woman (laughs) is like, we'll get into some of this too. Like, she like very inspirational and um and and it's interesting though because as i was following you I, there's people who follow you and i won't call their names out that i went to high school with oh wow uh, yeah so it's just just such a small world but but then you know to to watch all that back and forth and i think what really and i'll i'll throw myself under the bus here because because i think it's going to be a good thing to get us into the health and wellness mindset aspect but you do a lot of these things these these hundred rep you know, a day um, workouts, and I think you're you might be on squats now. I'm not sure. Maybe that one's over. Sit ups, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you started sit ups. That's right. So I was I started the one with push ups, and I got through um, three days, three days of that, and I am completely out of shape. So I was, I'm like, you know, I'm gonna give it a go. And then some life things happened where I wasn't able to complete it, and. Not to, not to say that there's an excuse, but what was cool about it is that I realized just by jumping into it that I could. If I had kept going on, I could most definitely complete that. But what was interesting, and I think what really got me into that, was watching how you were encouraging people who were like 100 push-ups. Are you flipping crazy? Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, you most certainly can do it. And I was like, I can. I can. Just building off of the energy that you were giving to them it was just highly motivational. So, so tell me about that. So tell me about the mindset and, and what you see with, with people who follow you or your clients that feel like they can't do it. And how do you make them kind of flip that, flip that switch to say you can do it? Well, I think a lot of people when they get into fitness, especially when they're first, you know, starting or in, if they're at, you know, completely out of shape or if they were in shape before and they're not now, I think everybody just has this perception that they can't do it. I think everybody just has this perception that it's too hard. Um, and what I love to do is show people, yeah, it's hard, but your body can do it. And you are so much stronger than you think. And when you actually, you know, put these things into motion and actually, you know, just go through with it, you're going to feel so much better at the end. You're going to feel so much better, more accomplished and your body can do it. It doesn't, you know, there's a lot of, I don't want to say excuses, but a lot of things that we put on ourselves, like I'm overweight. I, you know, I haven't worked out in a long time or whatever, but you, you can do it and you can space it out and one of my favorite things to do too is give people modifications and options because um, I have people tell me, Lori, there's no way that I can do those push-ups. Well, you can do them on a wall. Like there's nobody that said that you have to do a push-up on the ground, um, you know, with your feet, you know, and do it 100 miles an hour the hard way. You can literally get on a wall and at an angle and do 100 push-ups. And so I love to be able to show people that you got kind of have to look outside the box. Like if you can't do the full-on push-up, let's find other alternatives that you can do to where eventually you you do go to the floor, you do go to your knees, you do go to these certain things. Um, and so I love that aspect of showing people, I, you, you said, I, I don't think I can do this. I'm like, well, there's so many reasons that you can mm-hmm. and you don't have to do, a, one size doesn't always fit all. You don't have to be on your toes doing the push-ups or whatever. You can do it different ways. All right. 
And I'm not going to say that I wasn't sore. I, 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 was, yeah. I, I was. I sore. was so sore. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think that was the other thing that kept me going because you're you're fully transparent, right? You're you're going through these workouts and you're like, I haven't been this sore in a long time. And maybe it wasn't with the push-ups one that you were you were talking about with, but oh, you're <laughs> definitely talking about after some of your workouts and things. You're like, I am I am feeling this physically. And yet you're, you know, so someone who is doing this and, and does this for a living and is obviously in shape and because I, mean, I watched you do your 100 pushups and I was like, man, I would be dead because you did them like I had to space them out throughout the day, you know, 10 here, 20 there, whatever. But I was just, wow, this woman is doing it just right there in front mm-hmm. of everybody. But you're so transparent. I love that. And I think that's what inspires other people to do it, too, is just to see your energy and how how you go through that. So, um, so now you're doing sit-ups. What yeah. else? <laughs> I I might not do that one. Um, <laughs> a lot of people are, yeah, they're saying it's harder than the. Some of them are saying it's harder than the push-up one. So, <laughs> I, I, I can I can get. And I didn't do the squats. I I want to do more of these though. And I'm, I like how people are. Just and you, I think you were saying it even surprised you that you put this challenge out there as kind of as a as a joke and then people really just jumped on it. So yeah. why, did, why did that surprise you so much? Well, I mean, a hundred pushups, I mean, that's how it started off. And I mean, that's just like a little bit of craziness, right? Like you think about a hundred pushups and, you know, also the um, rest factor. I'm a huge person on rest and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So I normally wouldn't do, you know, a hundred pushups for seven days in my normal routine, just because I'm so, you know, I know about muscle fatigue. I know about rest days. I know about, you know, all of that. But then I thought about it. um, And I literally, like I said, I just put it out there and people were so excited to try this challenge. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if people are this excited, there's absolutely no reason not to try it. It's literally seven days. After seven days, you never have to do a push-up again if you don't want to. Um, and so, you know, people were getting so excited, and that made me excited. And then, um, you know, the thing that was happening, too, is I was seeing the strength that people were getting while they were doing their push-ups and how proud they were feeling of themselves. And so it was so much more than, you know, just getting those push-ups in. It was hearing people, Lori, I did it, or Lori, I went to my toes. And I was getting, I mean, I've gotten so many messages in my inbox of, you know, I feel stronger, I feel this, I feel that. And so it just, I really feel like these challenges are something that people are just, you know, gravitating towards, especially right now, because there's so much going on right now that you can't feel proud of or some people don't feel proud of or feel good about and if you can say hey i just did 100 push-ups that's that's huge um and i think people can really really feel proud of something like that and it gives them a little bit something that day to feel good about when there's so many things to feel bad about right now right right right, definitely and do you think that that's a lot of what um maybe why people are just so on board is that they're just tired of feeling defeated and they're ready to do something that just I mean, cause I just know in society and just in where we're at right now, it's sometimes hard to just, I mean, you hear people like, well, let's think positive. Let's, let's think positive. Mm-hmm. And you can go through any social media thing and people are trying to toss that out there, but there's so much out there. That's just, it's just defeating that mm-hmm. I look at it. And I think that was a lot of my, it was like, I need to find something because you know, I'm, I work from home. I don't go out that much. Um, if I do, it's basically just to walk the dog or whatever. So I was looking for something to just be more, you know, I'm, I'm okay here. Like I'm, I'm great with my mindset, but then there's the health aspect 
sitting in front of a computer all day and I think I just started getting tired of it and that's what really struck me about some of your challenges was I can do this at home and I can get out of my seat and 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 go for it so do you think you know just people being in this situation is really that's why they were so excited to do 100 push-ups yeah I mean you know like I said I started the group um because of the you know the quarantine and I was doing you know all kinds of live stuff where you know I was doing it with everybody and motivating and I mean the group got you know large because of that and then um yeah I think you're right I think it's a a thing like we kind of like I kind of said it's something to feel accomplished something that you accomplished throughout the day but then also it's fast enough it's easy enough to where when you have these busy schedules and you know there's some you know we're trying to get our kids like we talked about earlier we're trying to get our kids to do, you know, schoolwork, and then we're working, and then we're trying to take care of ourselves. It's at least a little bit of time to where literally five minutes you can take to yourself and say, oh my gosh, I just accomplished something super difficult, super crazy, and I feel really good about it. And now I got to go back to my stressful life. But, you know, and not only does it, you know, feel good to do that, but your endorphins kick in. Like, I mean, even just after, you know, a couple of minutes, endorphins start to kick in and your body, the blood starts flowing a little bit differently. And I think, your the rest of your day is a little bit more positive and like you said i can tell people tell you're blue in the face let's get positive let's get positive but until they actually start moving and start feeling proud of themselves and what they're doing it's really hard to just say okay i'm positive today right um but i think um just with the messages that i've gotten and the people that comment i mean they're just they're so proud of themselves and i am like truly it's one of those things i'm getting goosebumps right now but i literally get goosebumps like anytime anybody says like i did one more sit up i did one more push up it's one of those things that is it's so enormous and even though i've been in the fitness industry for 17 years it is still enormous to me to to hear somebody say that it's one of those things where it's a huge accomplishment and I get so excited for people. And I think um, fitness is so great with that, that you can actually feel good about yourself, you know, just by doing one more repetition or just by feeling a little bit better or, you know, do a little bit more self-care. And I just love getting those messages. And I think people do. I think they respond to that. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So there's an aspect that I talk about a lot, um, and that's with with in my mindset programs, I talk a lot about focusing on results well, not focusing on your current results, right? Mm-hmm. And I use working out a lot to just demonstrate that that thought process because a lot of people, when it comes to working out or getting fit or whatever, they start off with this with this enthusiasm. And I always use the the um, the um, the New Year's resolution aspect, right? Because they mm-hmm. they get in there and they're pumped. I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And they they're great. They're actually going to the gym or doing something, some activity for maybe the first couple of weeks of, of, of the new year, but then they don't see the results right away that they, you know, they want to, and they slip into this, I'm focusing on my results to drive the emotions. And so that gets very discouraging to them, as opposed to saying, well, let me focus on my, my end goal and just take it one day at a time. And mm-hmm. just, so is there a, um, if you could give anybody some some tips or whatever to to kind of stay focused on moving forward instead of focusing on the fact that oh I only lost you know half a pound half a pound mm-hmm. this week or whatever so what do you do to keep your to keep your your tribe kind of just motivated in that way? 
Yeah. So what I've what I've found is with anything, with diets, with exercise, it's it, like you said, it's that New Year's Eve mentality. Um, it's like, okay, I am going to go 100 miles an hour and I am going to go crazy and it's going to be awesome and I'm going to lose so much weight. And there's a lot of danger to that, right? Because if you're, especially if you're going kind of from zero or, you know, five miles per hour and then you're just like, here, I'm going up to 60 to 100 that's a big change first and foremost, and that is just not sustainable, right? So uh, what I always tell people is, let's start off with things that are sustainable first, and you do not need to go 100 miles an hour. There's absolutely no reason to jump into everything and trying to take everything on at once, like making sure that the diet is perfect. And, you know, I've, I've seen people completely emptying out their cupboards and their refrigerators, you know, like January 1st, and I'm like, no, that's not what you do. And, and I've seen people where they, you know, sign up for all of these things for fitness and, you know, are going five to seven days a week. And, you know, especially starting out, you get sore, you get tired. And it's just literally like they, um, it's an all or nothing um, kind of thing. And I try to tell people like the fitness is never going to be all or nothing. Um, I mean, it, it, in order to be successful at it, because otherwise it is going to be all or nothing. You're going to go hundred miles an hour. You're going to burn out. Um, and I see so many people that burn out because they didn't know how to slowly, first of all, slowly progress into working out. Um, they were tired, they were sore, they weren't sleeping well, whatever. Um, it got too, they got too busy or the, the, the food aspect. It's like they took everything out of their cupboards and they bought everything organic and they bought all and everything. And it's like, these things are just not sustainable. You can't live life, you know, taking things away from your, first of all, I don't tell anybody to take anything away. I'm saying let's add. So that's one thing that I love to do is tell people, instead of thinking about taking it away, let's start adding things in. So, you know, let's add exercise in, let's add food in, let's add vegetables, let's add water, let's add these things. So that way it doesn't feel like I'm restricted on a diet and I, you know, have to do a million, you know, things with my exercise. Let's move slowly. And like, like we, um, it's a marathon, it's not a sprint. And, um, you know, I've been doing this for 17 years and I've been able to sustain a motivation, you know, for myself. But the only reason I can do that is because it's moderation and I don't, you know, dive in 100 miles an hour to, to you know, to any to everything. It's just let's progressively go slowly and get through this and, you know, keep it sustainable. That's what's going to work for you. Right. Mm -hmm. So just doing small little things throughout and then that, that's i think that's an important aspect and then in in anything you do and i always say let's look for the small victories right because yes. those are successes as well so we don't we can't def define our end result as our only success let's mm -hmm. let's do hey let's add some vegetables because i don't eat vegetables so and that's an important thing so when i do that boom success and that keeps those little small wins will help you move forward with to getting that ultimate big one right yeah so we have um i started a challenge it's actually um almost done it's going to be done on the first and it was an eight-week challenge that i obviously started eight weeks ago and it is basically um like i said adding things so it's basically you know if you do five minutes of abs a day you get a point if you do um if you eat you know three servings of vegetables you get a point if you have 80 ounces of water you get a point if you worked out you get a point and it's literally for eight weeks and they have a spreadsheet and they have all of this and it's one of those 
things where like, like you said, it's like um, th there's measurements in there. There's also assessments like physical assessments of push-ups and everything. And I wanted to make it very clear that you do not have to, uh, you know, succeed in all of these. I wanted to do so many different, you know, there's measurements, there's assessments, there's food, there's everything in it to where you can feel good about so many different things and you don't only have to feel good about if you lost weight. Like at the end, we're not even gonna get onto a scale. We're going to see everything that you've done, the vegetables and everything that you've done this whole week, you know, whole eight weeks, what has it accomplished? And, you know, like you said, adding in some things and, um, making sure I always want to not take away. I want to, <laughs> I don't want them to feel defeated. And I mean, people, are, they love to put that little check mark on their spreadsheet. It's like, oh, I did. I just did five abs and, or five minutes of abs when I've never done abs before. I, I had a client say that her back has had so much pain. I don't know if you saw my post on that the other day, but she was having back pain. And she said the five minutes of abs, she really, really thinks helped her back pain, just that little small thing. So you're right. It's not only weight loss. It's not only, um, you know, how I look in my jeans. It's how do I feel emotionally? Mm -hmm. How do I feel? How do my muscles feel? How does my my joints feel? Um, you know, do I do I feel better mentally? It all correlates and they're all they're all wins. It's not, and I, like I said, I never have anybody get on a scale. That's just never been my thing. <laughs> yeah, when I actually saw you, you asked that question a few days, or maybe I don't ever look at the date. I just know when mm -hmm. it pops up and I read it. But you were actually were saying, who, or I don't remember how you phrased it, but basically, who can go this whole day without looking, getting on the scale? Mm -hmm. And is that is that a big thing? Like I, even when I was in my prime, when I was working out more often and. I, I always knew that I would only weigh myself once a week. And even that probably was way too much. But that's, I just, because I knew if I looked at the scale every single day, nothing's going to happen really overnight that's going to make me feel really good about myself. So I at least gave myself a week. So, but you're, is there a better time limit that you would tell people to, you know? So for me, I, I get on the scale when I go to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. if I have an assessment, I don't have a scale in my home. Um, and I think a lot of that is, you know, my um, insecurities that I have. Um, and it just and, and seeing so many of my clients that have the same insecurities to where you wake up in the morning and literally the numbers on that scale decide how your day is going to be. Mm. And because there's so many people, you know, men included, but, uh, you know, I'm obviously deal mostly with women and they wake up in the morning and you get on the scale and I can totally relate to this you get on the scale and the only purpose of getting on a scale every single day is to see you know very minimal change you're not going to have a 10 pound weight loss you know and so you're literally either going to wake up with a you know one pound increase a one pound decrease or you know whatever and so it's either going to give you a positive start to your day or it's going to give you a negative start to your day and i always tell my clients i'm like why do we want to start off our day with that, especially when we know it's something that, you know, we're working on and it's hard. So I usually my programs that I do, like my women on weights program or my other trainings that I've done, I say the entire eight weeks, I don't want you to get on the scale at all. I don't even want you to look at it. I want you to put it away. I want you to hide it because all that really matters. And that's what I really focus on is going to be, you know, how do you feel? Um, did you lift more weight? And that's one of the assessments we do. Did you lift more weights at the end? Are you stronger? And, um, you know, how do you fit in your pants? That's a great one, too. It's like the scale doesn't tell all of the stories. Like, right. are your, your pants feeling better? That is a win. And I want people to wake up with wins instead of 
you know, this terrible feeling. And some people use it as motivation. Um, but I think the majority of people, even if they say they're using it for motivation, it still puts you in a mood and it still starts your day of, you know, either negative or positive. And neither one of those is really good, right? Like, even if it puts you in a positive mood, it's almost like a um, a false positive because then you're like, oh, I got to, I got to weigh myself again tomorrow and I might not do as well. And it's just this constant battle that I think a lot of people go through. A lot of pressure. I mean, you do, you put, you put pressure on yourself. And again, it's just going back to that. Let's stop focusing on where we're at in life right now. Where that, what does that skill say right now? Let's just move forward. Let's, let's look at the wins and let's do the workout. Let's, let's eat the food. Let's, and make that our win. And then as the results, the results are going to happen. It's just, yeah. It scientifically has to happen. And, and, and maybe in, so for some people, there's different avenues that have to be done to fit body types, whatever. That's mm-hmm. not my, I don't know anything about that. That's not, you know, but if you join just the activities alone, the results will follow. So we just need to stop focusing on the results and just really work towards the actions, right? Yeah, and I think one of the biggest things when it comes to fitness and especially weight loss is stress. And stress, you know, that that you know creates the cortisol and so it so you're literally, you know, fighting a losing battle when you're starting off your day stressed out because you're overweight. Like it is a losing battle that day because what it's going to do is it's just going to cause more stress and it's going to cause you to eat unhealthy and it's going to cause you to do, you know, and like I said stress is one of the, you know, one of the biggest reasons that we gain weight. I don't think people realize that. That. And I think if you can, like you said, if you can have a little bit more of, you know, a balance of, you know, hey, I did this good, I did this good, and actually be able to celebrate your wins throughout the day, your stress level will go way down. Whereas if you're just constantly like, oh, I just had, you know, I had a piece of pizza, I just ruined the whole day, or I didn't work out today, I'm such a slug, or, you know, we really need to focus on those daily positives, um, or else it's just going to be one big stress ball of life and that is not going to help you reach your goals at all we've got to figure out how to get get through that right i needed to take a time out to give a quick shout out to my friends and sponsor tabala cuisine if you're a local to the colorado springs area i would strongly suggest to go to their website at tabalacuisine.com Find out their next location and rush over to put your taste buds in a state of bliss. The food is amazing. And truly, there really is no better way to prepare yourself for flipping your mindset than to get into a positive space with good friends and good food. So go see my good friends Jasper Axelrad and the crew at Tabala Cuisine today. You'll be happy that you did. Well, then let's talk about, because you just said this, and it's another important aspect, is that let's talk about that day that I just can't, I couldn't do it, right? Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't. And so with with the push-up challenge, I did the first three days. The last four days, there was just some work things and family things and just a lot of stuff that just kind of made me not be able to complete the challenge. But I don't. I'm the type of person that that didn't defeat me. I don't feel mm-hmm. like I fail. I realize that now what I can go back and restart. I'm always able to restart to restart. But there's a lot of people that don't have that mindset, right? They go, I didn't work out today. I should just give up. Because mm-hmm. if, obviously, if I don't have time today, I won't have time tomorrow. 
how do we how do we battle that especially in the food aspect to me the hardest one is the food aspect and Mm -hmm. because i'm always on the go and i'm always doing this and even though i work from home a lot i'm always doing something something's Mm -hmm. going on i have an interview i have to do i have this i have to do i have that so most of the time when i eat it's something quick and usually usually unhealthy so Mm -hmm. but so how do we overcome that of just these these small setbacks and not looking at them as complete failures yeah. And I think, I think you nailed it. Like, you know, you said you did the first three days and you didn't feel like a failure after where a lot of people would because they would, and, and that's that all or nothing mentality again, right? It's if I don't finish seven days, I'm a complete and total failure, even though life happened um, and some of it was out of my control, I'm still a complete failure because, you know, I, I didn't get it accomplished. But whereas that the, there's that whole other side to thinking of it is I just did 300 flipping push-ups that I mean how many people can say that they did 300 push-ups in three days I I have a client who uh, messaged me yesterday and she said Lori there's no way that I can do this hundred push-ups. I'm out of the challenge. I, I had people, you know, say for the the squats, my knees are bad. There's no way that I can do this challenge. And I challenged them back by saying, you know, Hey, well, who said, what rule said you had to do a hundred? First of all, I said, that's the goal. I said, but if you come in and you do 30 sit-ups for the day, I want you to tell me about it. And then tomorrow I want you to do 31. And then that way her whole mindset was like, oh my gosh, I can totally do that. She still feels good. There was no rules that said, you know, I didn't say um, you're forced to do a hundred. I said, let's get in there. Let's do this. You told me you can't, I'm going to tell you a way that we can get you there. And maybe by the end of seven days, you get there. Right. Mm -hmm. The lady with the squats, I said, Hey, there's a different option for your squats to where we don't even hit your knees at all. She was mesmerized. She's like, Oh my gosh, I just thought I wasn't going to be able to do the challenge. I've never thought I was going to be able to do squats again. And we did something new. Didn't hurt her knees. She finished the challenge, you know, and it's the same thing. So just those, those successes where you think you have to be all in, and 100% at this certain level to accomplish something when you just don't. There's so many different modifications and so many different things you can do. And with the food, like we said, like let's let's celebrate that you did do good today. Or the thing is, is like if I have pizza right now, that does not mean that my day is ruined and I completely, you know, need to stop or whatever. You can literally start right after you have the pizza again, right? Mm-hmm. And having pizza isn't even bad. It's when we're doing it every single day and we're doing that. But literally people feel so guilty. I, I just ate a piece of pizza. Oh my gosh, I'm, I, I might as well just give up. And it's like, you can literally eat a piece of pizza and then say, now I'm starting eating healthy again. Um, you can have a whole horrible day of eating terribly and you can say, tomorrow I'm starting again. And there's zero reason for that not to be okay. There's zero reason for you to think you're a failure, um, especially if you've never gone a whole flipping day eating healthy. Like you've got to really, 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 you know, take that into play and then just add in things. Did I eat vegetables that I don't normally do? Did I drink more water than I ever have before? Those are huge that a lot of people don't do and we don't give ourselves credit for because it's not, you know, going a hundred miles an hour and, you know, taking everything out of my life, every food that I can't have. That's the way we look at success as opposed to, I just drank one more ounce of water than I did yesterday. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like people are 
and I don't I don't want to knock these shows. I really don't because I think they're they're some positive stuff. But like the Biggest Loser, oh and and shows like that where that really drives the mentality of what people think becoming healthy is supposed to look like. It's this nonstop, and a lot of people say, "Well, I can't do that." You know, eight hours a day. Well, who can? Like, this this is a TV show. This is not this is not true to life. And I think I feel that. It, Although they're doing good things for for certain people at the same time is building people with this mentality of that's what working out looks like. Yeah. Well, and I think we all have that mentality, right, of that we want quick fixes. Like, yeah. we don't want to, we do, we want the, the biggest loser fix. Um, but what we don't understand or realize is that, no, we're not going to have six hours a day to work out. We're not going to have a nutritionist cooking us all of our meals. We're not going to have a trainer in our face, you know, that entire time screaming at us. We're not going to have, you know, all of these things that is not reality. It's like a soap opera. It's like a different world. And that's why so many of them, when they come out of the biggest loser, or they a lot of them regained their weight because the, what they were doing was not sustainable and again that's another like we need to do things that are sustainable for you i've i've had clients that are like okay i'm, I'm never eating out again because i i you know if i eat out i'll go you know, I'll go overboard and, and into the whatever. So, and how do you eat clean eating out? And I'm like, is that reality? Like maybe now in COVID, but <laughs> when COVID is not here, I mean, is it reality for you to never eat out again? Is that something that you can sustain? Is that something that's even healthy? Um, there's nothing wrong with eating out. There's nothing wrong with eating bad um, every once in a while. There's nothing wrong with having dessert. There's nothing wrong with any of that kind of stuff. It's all going to be in that moderation type thing. But if you literally say, I'm going to sit in my house, empty out my cupboards, have whole foods, you know, do all of this the rest of my life. And you're, an, you know, a person that has never done that. You, you, you're not setting real, realistic expectations. Um, and, you know, and like you said, you need to focus on what did I do differently today? Even though I still didn't eat hundred percent, like I wanted to, did I do something different today that, that is getting me closer to that healthy, healthy lifestyle? And um, am I doing it slow enough to where it actually becomes a habit too? Mm. Because once it becomes a habit, I know, you know, this, like once it becomes a habit, Oh my gosh, life is so much easier, <laughs> right? Well, I think people have to understand that we live in a, in a habitual state. Like most of the things that we do, we do out of habit. When we go and we eat that pizza, we may not even be consciously thinking about it. We just have always done it before. Mm -hmm. So that's what our body just kind of, it just does. And, mm -hmm. and so it is, it really is establishing. And you think about, I mean, just walking. When the child learns how to walk, it's not a, I'm going to get up on my feet and just go. It's like get up, take a step, fall, get up, take a step, fall, mm -hmm. get up, take two steps, fall, get up, take two, two and a half steps, fall. But eventually the body memorizes the actions that are going on. And mm -hmm. then you just subconsciously can walk. You just think I need to go to the refrigerator and your legs take you there. You don't mm -hmm. consciously think about which muscles you have to activate to make that happen. Right. So it's mm -hmm. the same thing as we're going through changing that programming of what we're doing of how we're eating or or the the activities that we need to do it really is let's take a step and then fall take two steps and then maybe fall until the steps become more than than the falling but it, it it's definitely mm -hmm. a process that you have to go through 
It is. And I think, and I think that's why people so many times fail is because they want it instantly. And yeah, like you said, the kid, the, the, the child isn't walking instantly. There's so many stages that they have to go to, to where they have that habit. And that's why like in my, um, my nutrition, I don't, I, cause I'm not a nutrition, I'm not a nutritionist. So I'm not like certified to give people exact meals, nor do I really want to do that. Cause I really want them to focus. Like what we have going on now is like each week I have them adding something new in. So like, you know, week one, it was like, let's make sure that we were having a protein filled breakfast. So I'm not taking your breakfast away. I'm not saying, you know, you can't have breakfast or whatever, but I'm just saying, let's add a lot of protein to it. And then that way you start waking up and you start craving more protein and you start, and then it just becomes habit. It's like, okay, this is my breakfast now. And, you know, and then adding vegetables and adding water. I mean, you'd be surprised at how many people don't touch vegetables or just don't even touch water. And, you know, to be able to just kind of add those things in slowly to where I tell people, I'm like, I have this thing next to me all day long. It's just a habit. I drink water, you know, that's what I do. I, and then you start not even craving the bad stuff anymore, right? You really, you really start craving the healthier stuff because it's just like getting in the habit of eating the pizza. Now I'm in the habit of eating something healthier that I feel good. I, I like, oh, when I put that in my body, that makes me feel good. And so it's even easier, you know, to create that habit, you know, after time, of course. Right. So mm -hmm. I know because you, you're, you're obviously a coach, Coach mm -hmm. Lurie. So <laughs> let's let's talk about the importance of that, because I think another another piece is that people try to go in this alone. And there's there's two things that happen, right? There's there's one we can well i shouldn't say this because some people can but a lot of people cannot hold themselves accountable for what they have what they're going through right so when we have a coach or even just an accountability partner someone that you feel like i have to report to because i think what people do in their mind is if i have coach Lori on my you know that she has my back i don't want to let her down and so it drives us more to do what we want to do because now we're, we don't want to make this person think any less of us. And so, I mean, it, it may not, it, I, I love the coaching aspect and we've, I think we've had this conversation before, maybe it was just a quick post, I don't know, but the importance of, of what a coach does and, and there's just so many benefits to having someone really that has your back. So let's talk about the coaching aspect and, and, and just tell us the importance of that as far as it goes to just the health and wellness. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I think there's a, um, a thing to it of, you know, somebody's got your back, somebody's in your corner. Um, a lot of times, you know, we think, oh, we've got our husband, we've got our kids, we've got, you know, we've got friends, you know, they're all gonna, they're, it's gonna be great. I'll, I'll, I'll do this with my friend, I'll do this, whatever. But in reality, I mean, your friends and your loved ones, the ones that are like the closest to you, aren't really gonna give you, you know, kind of those tougher, tougher questions. They're not going to really challenge you too much because they love you. They don't want to say, hey, you know, why aren't you working out today? Or what are you putting in your mouth? You know, not that I not that I do that, but uh, <laughs> they're, they're not going to they just love you. Right. right. And um, as a coach, I love my clients, too. But I am looking at a bigger picture and the focus is more on what is going to truly get you to, to, to your goals. Is it going to be, you know, saying that everything is great and I love you the way that you are and you, know, you don't need to make any changes, which is like what, what our, our you know, inner support system would do. Right. We sometimes need that person that's outside of our 
outside of our comfort zone. Um, and that somebody, you know, that, that's knowledgeable and knows the, the things that need to be done and then, yeah, help you stay accountable for it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So I have 10 minutes. I want, there's one more thing I want to cover. And then okay. I have it. I have a, it's not a game. I, I asked on, on our, on the podcast, I asked these questions and they're just random questions. Half the time they may not even necessarily talk about what we're talking about, but we always seem to, for some reason, tie it in. But before we get to these questions, um, I want to talk about, again, with the COVID thing and people being at home and those of us who probably don't, cause you have your, your women on weights, right? And so a lot of people look at that and say, I can't do that because I don't have weights at home mm-hmm. or, you know, in the situation we're in. So just tell us that, tell us about, you know, you can do this without necessarily having your own home fit, your home fitness center in, in your mm-hmm. house. Right. And yeah. I know that you're doing a lot of cool things, um, just with these challenges and, and, and little exercises and stuff. So talk about a little bit about that to just give these people who don't have weight sets or whatever at home, you know, some little, little bit of hope that they can actually accomplish this. Sure. I mean, yeah, with the women on weights, I mean, it's uh, it's all virtual. And so um, you don't have to go anywhere, don't have to get a, you know, you wear a mask or anything like that. But I've had women that have literally done the class with oil. Um, they had oil uh, jars or whatever you call them. And that's what they used as their weight. I've had people use water bottles. Um, I've had people use, you know, different kinds of things. I have people that literally have like these really old sets of weights that they, you know, never even touched or, you know, whatever. There's different things that you can do with that. Um, There's a lot of body weight exercises that we do as well. Um, So yeah, it's one of those things where you can really kind of get creative. um, And the goal really is just to, you know, move um, and get get your body moving, especially during this time. And like I said, I will modify to anybody. We have people that have more equipment. I can, you know, do things for them that have more equipment. But if you don't have a lot of equipment, there's absolutely no reason not to do these things because we can find totally so many different options and ways and a lot of things are body weight and your body is plenty during this time especially if you know, start gyms start closing down and masks and all that kind of good stuff well i know my body weight is plenty <laughs> if i were to do those those hundred squats i, I would be I, I don't know i'm gonna try it though i think i'm you gonna should. do it outside of your your challenges because it's, it's it's something that I, I don't know. Like once I did those 300 pushups, I was, I was a little inspired. Like you said, I was like, yeah. I just did flipping 300 pushups. Yeah. And yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. So cool. So we're going to go with these questions real quick. And there again, they're just random questions. They're just meant to be fine just to kind of break out of the ordinary. Okay. Um, um, but then once we're done with that, I'm going to have you tell people how they can get in touch with you. And then obviously you can give me whatever links that you need. Um, Cause I know you just had a website built that mm-hmm. was, was phenomenal. It was not, I, I do web development so I can look at that and go, that, that's, that's a pretty cool site. So that's, all um, my, sister. that's my sister. She helped. She did a great well, job. Good honor. That was really good. So then we'll give people how to get in touch with you. Cause uh, just the things you're doing with people, I think is just, it's, it's awesome. And it's just well needed in what's going on with today. So, mm-hmm. so what this is, Lori is just it's called pod decks right and they're just a guy created these things just to make 
us podcasters have a little bit more creativity and kind of just break out of the norm of what we're doing. So I, I pick three random ones, unless I feel the random one is, is inappropriate. And then I put it, (laughs) and then I put it back. So, um, I pulled this one, the first one, and I have to answer these two. So who is your favorite hero of fiction? Oh my gosh, of fiction? Of fiction. Oh gosh, Uh, my favorite hero. (laughs) I don't know if I've ever been asked who my favorite hero is. Um, You know, I would probably maybe say Superman, right? Like, or is that nonfiction? What am I? Is that nonfiction or fiction? I'm so bad with that. I am too. That's what I was hoping I would. Oh, I don't you. know. Well, I'm going to go with Superman only because, you know, during the day he's Clark Kent and he's serious and he's, um, you know, and nobody knows that he has all these special powers. And then he goes and he, you know, helps the world by night. And I just think that's a really cool because I, I feel like, you know, with the coaching and all of that, I feel like, you know, every person that you help is a huge, 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 um, huge thing. And it's almost like feeling like I I feel like Superman anytime I get a text, like, oh, I just changed somebody's, you know, thought process or whatever. So, right. Yeah. I do believe fiction is false. Nonfiction is non-false. That's the way if I remember that right. And so mine is it's really interesting because so i would say mine is iron man and simply because i'll i i'm my family my whole family is very sarcastic my my son takes pride in it mm-hmm. um, we're just we're sarcastic people and but that doesn't necessarily mean that we don't care and mm-hmm. i think that even though we tend to take life a little bit um just have have a little bit more fun with it and not be so serious about everything that we do in life it doesn't mean that we're not on a mission to make things happen, right? So that's that's who I would say. I would say mine would be Iron Man because he is he's like the epitome of sarcasm, and I love Aww. it. I think he's great. I love that, though, yeah. <laughs> All right, so the next one is, what is your most treasured, treasured possession? Oh, my most treasured possession. Oh, my goodness. These are hard things. I don't <laughs> – I'm like, do I tre- – what do I treasure? Um – Gosh, like an actual physical possession? Is that what we're kind of I don't it doesn't say. It just says your most treasured possession. So you can you can fill in the gaps however you see. Um fit. I, I feel like I go a different direction with that. Just kind of um just kind of my my heart for people and because of like and I don't know why it went that way, but it did. But just that I feel like sometimes when you go through a lot of things in your life, um you can really, you know, relate to others. And I, I mean, I feel like kind of maybe my heart, um, you know, it's, it's hurt me in the past, but, and I've realized that having all of that has helped me, you know, towards my future. So that's, I'm going to say that I, that kind of, I know that's kind of silly, but <laughs> I don't think, I don't think <laughs> it's silly at all. <laughs> I don't think it's silly at all. So mine, um, I think mine is, is more, I have a lot of stuff of my dad's before he passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's uh, my so it was my dad really that inspired me to go for my doctorate and i was in the middle of the doctoral program when he passed and it was just really a hard thing and at the time i wanted to give up i really i wanted to give up but um and i and just it's gonna sound sort of pretentious but when i actually did the dissertation i um I actually ordered the book just because I wanted to say, because there's, I gave um, in the whole dedication, I was just all about my dad and how even after he passed, it was more 
I just felt like I needed to complete this just because he was so proud of the fact that I was going through it to begin with. So I actually spent the money to get a hard mountain cover for this only because of, of the dedication and everything that was in there for my dad. And so it, it's kind of just my little my thing for him. I never really look at it. It's just in the box of stuff that I have that's for my dad. So oh, that, that would awesome. be it. <laughs> that would be it. All right. Next, last one is what do you consider your greatest achievement? Wow. Um, yeah, I, I would say the first thing that popped into my mind was my kids. Um, they have, I mean, I've always wanted them to, you know, be strong and be, you know, we all do that. I think we're all, you know, if, if we have kids, we want them to be the best versions of themselves and hopefully get, you know, some of our good qualities and not as many of our bad qualities. And um, I definitely know my kids have, you know, some of my negative qualities, but I'm seeing more and more um, a lot of the, the positive things things that I was hoping would instill in them. And um, that is something that has just been amazing, especially as they're getting older and teenagers can be really hard. Um, and then to see them start, you know, oh my gosh, I really, I'm, I'm starting to think a little bit like my mom wants me to, or th these things are beneficial to my health, my mental health, my physical health, my, you know, my future. Um, when they actually start kind of taking that, uh, that you've worked so hard for that's that that's that's a feel that's a really good feeling there <laughs> yeah well I, I actually have to, i'm going to just piggyback on that one because this is saying i think when you're when your parents your kids tend to be your greatest achievement right mm -hmm. and at least you hope so <laughs> yeah <laughs> i always say that mine were minor i say they're easy and they really kind of are like my 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 daughter seems pretty easy like she, i just didn't have a lot of issues with you know and that, that's a whole interesting story with her that we don't have time to get into. But my my son's um, my my oldest son, he's crazy easy. Like if he got in trouble, you only had to tell him once, and he didn't want to get in trouble ever again. So he never did anything. And then my my youngest is basically the same way. And I always say that I had nothing to do with it, but everybody tells us, you know, my my ex and I that your kids you you still rear them to a certain point. Like they just mm -hmm. don't come out that way, and so. I always say I'd never take credit for them, but they are just the most amazing kids just out there. So they, <laughs> apparently we're doing something right. And yeah. We'll just go from there. Absolutely. Well, Coach Lori, thank you so much for being on. Thank you for I having love, me. This was great. I really appreciate you having me. I love the conversation. Tell people how they can get in touch with you and then we'll post links and everything in the description once we're done. Yeah, so there, I do have a website. It's it's one lifecoachingnet um, and we'll put the link like you said. And then a really good way to get a hold of me too is on Facebook. Um, I do have that that group that everybody is invited to. You know, the let's be healthy, um, motiva uh, positive, and motivated. Um, and then yeah, direct message is a great way to get a hold of me too, or my website, whichever you know one is easier um, for everyone. Awesome. Yeah, I will definitely put that in there. I'm going to encourage people to do it. Because, again, it, it, I don't know, I, I find people just inspiring, and you're one of those people I find inspiring, oh, which is I why really I just reached out and said I need to get you on here. Because I love what I love about the podcast, and I said this yesterday, was I can get people who inspire me on here to inspire other people. So, um, um, so thank you again just so much for, for attending. And is there any other little, little nugget you want to leave, leave people before we, uh, we, we sign off? 
I mean, honestly, I just feel grateful for being on your on your podcast, grateful for being asked to do it. And um, yeah, I'm just glad that, you know, hopefully we can reach more people and help them, um, you know, achieve the lives that they want and, you know, bring more happiness now instead of, you know, all of the sadness that seems to be going around. Obviously. Okay. Well, thank you again. And I'm sure I will be talking to you soon. Sounds good. Thank you so much for having me on. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you found value in this episode, the best thing you could do is to please subscribe, rate, or review this podcast. If you'd like to further investigate how you can flip your mindset, feel free to contact me through my website at www.garrettgoggins.com. Can't wait to catch you on the next episode.